With the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic halting film productions and closing cinemas, the Philippine film industry was upended with a devastating box office loss of 12 million pesos. With cinemas and movie theaters shuttered, the industry had to adapt alternative distribution platforms. Local film festivals spearheaded by the Film Development Council of the Philippines, the Metro Manila Film Festival, and the filmmakers themselves had to adjust to the new normal and migrate to online through digital streaming and pay-per-view services. But even before the pandemic, Filipino films have gone beyond being mere vehicles of entertainment since it was introduced during the American occupation. The art of filmmaking in the country has primarily been a method of storytelling and a way of saying through motion pictures. With Filipino films rooted in the realities of Filipino society, the Philippine film industry has assumed the responsibility of contributing to the country's development by creating films and stories that resonate with audiences from all walks of life. Because of the limitations caused by the pandemic, the setbacks have made it difficult for the industry to carry on with this creative responsibility in consideration of the health and safety of those involved. However, the industry is already eyeing its gradual recovery as local cinemas reopen with the ease of lockdowns and continuous drop of COVID-19 cases. Last October the 13th, the Interagency Task Force or IATF allowed the reopening of cinemas in Metro Manila at 30% capacity for fully vaccinated moviegoers. With a crop of up and coming local filmmakers and talents, the industry remains all the more optimistic in pursuing a steadfast recovery in producing and distributing films that are critically acclaimed both in local and international film scenes. Among the brightest torchbearers in the industry is Filipino director, cinematographer, and producer Dan Villegas the mastermind behind films English Only Peace, Excess Baggage, and Hintayan ng Nangit, among others. His films have garnered critical acclaim beyond our own borders. Welcome to On Point, the guidance podcast arm where we sit down and talk with the experts on issues in and beyond Loyola. Today, we will be joined by director Dan Villegas to talk about the constant evolution of the film industry. As local cinemas slowly reopen after more than a year, we will revisit how the Philippine film industry has evolved throughout the past year and how it plans to move forward in a post-pandemic world. I'm Alison Ko. Let's go on point. To start things off, I am sure our listeners would like to know more about you and your relationship with film. What movies did you enjoy watching growing up? And do you have a favorite movie of all time? Oh my God, ang hirap naman na question nun. I grew up kasi with Pinoy and Hollywood films. I grew up watching Back to the Future, Star Wars, Godfather. Yung dad ko kasi mahilig bumili ng mga Betamax tapes. Pinapanood ko sila pa ulit-ulit. And mahilig na ako pumunta ng sine, even when I was in grade school. Napanood ko yung humanap ka ng pangit sa sinihan, Alabang Girls, mga Viva Films. I even lied about my age kasi super crush ko si Alice Dixon nung pinalabas yung Jezebel. I fell in love with film at a very young age, pero I didn't think it would be my career. The film that changed my life was Requiem for a Dream. I saw it when I was in second year college. Tapos sabi ko after seeing that film, kailangan ko maging cinematographer. That is the career for me. 
are there any particular film narratives, except the one that you mentioned, or characters perhaps that you deeply related to growing up? you always root for the underdog. Eh. So, syempre, yung mga Marty McFly's mo, mga Luke Skywalker's mo, sila yung mga nangyibida ng life mo. Eh. From Betamax to VHS. Before, ewan ko, hindi nyo na naabutan, mga bagets pa kayo eh, na member ka sa Video City so you can rent out videos. They really are a classic. Those that you've mentioned are classic characters. And since we're talking about film preferences, for you, what are the elements that generally make up a good movie? You can't really say eh, what elements make up a good movie because enjoying a film is subjective. Someone may enjoy a Marvel film. Some people hate it. Some people like art house films. Some people don't. There's no correct answer to that. It really depends on you as a person and how wide your taste is when it comes to films. And no judgments. Ako super fan ako ng horror and B-movies. Fan ako ng mga Sharknado. Hindi ko alam kung bakit. Basta I just love them. Now that you've talked about your favorite films, let's talk about film personalities. Was there any prominent figure in the industry that you have looked up to? Ay, madami. First talaga is direct Marilu Diaz Abaya. She was my teacher back in Ateneo in 2002. And she became my mentor. I graduated interdisciplinary studies in 2004. Tapos after graduation, she gets a couple of her students to apprentice under her. So I was one of the lucky ones to get the apprenticeship. Every Mondays to Wednesdays, we go to Pampanga. May show siyang dinidirect doon. In the middle of setups, ano, kasi overnight nga kami, in the middle of eating, dinner, lunch, magbibigay siya ng lecture on films and making films. And the most important thing, at the end of the day, how to be a good person. Be a good person muna before being a good filmmaker. And after Direct Marilu, I apprenticed under Odyssey Flores, the cinematographer of Brillante Mendoza, for almost, I think, three years plus. So kasama niya lang shoots. I was learning how to light. I had a small notebook. I would scribble the setups on how to light a bottle or how to light hair or how to light this and that. Ayun, eventually, it's a waiting game eh, until you get your break. And the last two people na I, lo- I really look up to in the industry is Direct Cathy Garcia Molina and Direct May Cruz LVR. Kasi si Direct Cathy naman, she got me, oh my God, a decade ago, she got me for my first star cinema film, yung Forever and a Day, Casey Concepcion and Sam Milby. I was so excited and we were shooting pa on 35mm film, ah. hindi pa digital. Ibang disiplina ang pag-shoot on 35, ibang experience siya. To finally see your work being screened all over the Philippines. Tapos maganda pa kay Direct Cathy and eventually naging cinematographer ako kay Direct May and actually pati kay Direct Marilu and kay Audi sobrang nilang generous with the information na bakit ganito yung approach sa eksena kasi ganito yung explain sa'yo bakit ganyan bakit ganyan so you learn a lot kumbaga sa basketball wala akong original move I just did what my mentors did up until now how they direct how they mount the scene and I think that's the process eh when you're apprenticing under someone you tend to copy how they do things until you find your own voice or your own workflow since you've mentioned earlier about your Ateneo journey and I know you are a homegrown Ateneo and direct Dan but took up interdisciplinary studies has your course or Ateneo education helped you in choosing to pursue film? 
Super. Actually, ito yung story ko. From Ateneo High School, the game plan was for me to go to UST, take up biology, and then mag-med school. Yun yung dream ng dad ko for me. Alam mo yung, di ba, pag second year high school ka sa biology, kailangan mo magbukas ng palaka. Hindi ko nga siya kaya eh. Paano pa ako magbubukas ng tao, pare? So, parang hindi, hindi talaga siya for me. So, I transferred back to Ateneo without knowing what I wanted to do with my life. My first course in Ateneo was European Studies. Tapos nahilo naman ako kasi I had a subject na parang law school pare. As in, as in we're reading like sobrang kapal na readings. Up until nagka-free elective ako. Tapos kumuha ako ng class na directing for advertising. That was my first film class. And then I discovered na may possession pala sa set na director of photography. Kasi when when you don't know anything about film, matitignan mo lang naman yung actors tsaka yung director, di ba? Parang you don't really know what the director of photography does or what the, the production designer does. You don't really know what they do but so they're just names na lumalabas sa dulo ng credits. Doon ako na-inspire. I wanted to shift to com. Kaya lang hindi umabot yung QPI ko. Na sobrang love ko na sa IS ako napunta kasi I got to do two tracks. So meron akong com na film tracks and meron akong creative writing subjects. Sobrang thankful ako na napaaral ako ng parents ko sa Ateneo and I had Ateneo education. I mean from high school to college and then right now I'm finishing my MA in Ateneo also. Sobrang thankful ako. Also sir, I've also read that you studied film courses abroad. How were you able to retain and hone your Filipino identity as a filmmaker as you chose to study film in a foreign country? More workshops kasi yan eh. I attended a couple of workshops. One in Berlin. Nag-attended ako ng workshop sa Salzburg. Yun yung big time yung mga klasiko. As in, classmate ko yung cinematographer ng Star Wars. Tsaka cinematographer ni Clint Eastwood. Tsaka cinematographer ng Ted Lasso. Ito, ganito yung kwento. Paglapag ko ng Salzburg, sundin ka ng Vandas, may sign pa ng name mo. So, sakay ako doon. May kasama akong isang Spanish guy. So, chika naman ako. Hi! So, I'm Dan. I'm from the Philippines. Blah, 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 blah. So, tatanong ko sa anya, so what was your last project? Tapos nagsagot sa, sagot sa akin ng cinematographer, uh, Game of Thrones, you. Tapos ako parang, uh, this small film called uh, Hintayan ng Langit, do you know that? <laughs> diba? Ano, pag ganun parang, wala eh. International talaga sila eh. So, daanin mo na lang sa confidence, pare. ba diba? Tapos, ayain mo na lang sila mag-yossi. Tapos, chika-chika kayo habang nag-yossi kayo sa labas. Pero, sobrang awe-inspiring. It was a workshop and you get to work with them. Yung cinematographer ng Star Wars, even demoed how he lit. Yung Kylo Ren, tsaka si Rey, si Rey, si yeah. Ano to? Yung, yung episode 7. Yung fight sa throne room. Dinemo niya how he lit that scene. Ayun. So, syempre, sobrang akong starstruck, diba? Tsaka siya din yung cinematographer photographer ng Knives Out. Sobrang wild. Pero kasi pag ganun, hindi ka din dapat ma-intimidate eh. Kasi magaling tayong mga Pilipino eh. Sa totoo lang, magaling tayong mga Pilipino. I will stand by that. Magaling tayong mga Pilipino. Kung skills lang at skills ah, I mean, across the board, cinematography, production design, directing, even special effects. And tayong magaling na Pilipino super. Nagkataon lang na mas malaki yung budget ng mga projects nila. Indeed. And yeah. speaking of galing Pinoy, As one of the most prominent figures in the country's film industry now, what do you think sets Filipino films apart from the rest of the world? What makes it, as they say, proudly Pinoy? Yung culture kasi ng Pilipino, parang it's a melting pot. 300 years tayo under the Spaniards, tapos after that, dyan naman yung mga kano, and then the Japanese. Ang dami nangyayari. 
So I think that's our greatest strength. Ang daming kwentong pwedeng magawa. Ang daming possibilities. A good example of a proudly Pinoy and well-renowned Filipino film with a unique story, just like what you said, is your own film, Hintayan ng Langit. So to give our audience a short background, Hintayan won Audience Choice Award and Best Actor at the 2018 Q Cinema International Film Festival. So Derek Dan, can you walk us through your artistic process in producing and coming up with exceptional films like this one? Well, thank you. I'm touched by When you get to my age, kasi, I started out in the industry in 2002. So, 19 years now as <laughs> an industry. So, you get a little bit jaded. I believe that filmmaking can be divided into four aspects. It's an art, it's a craft, and a science. It's business, and it's politics. Yung first two, the art and the craft and the science of making films. What they don't teach you is that making films will also be your livelihood. Hindi lang siya yung pwedeng puro passion. Going back to your question, it's more of finding a balance between the four to make good decisions in what projects you will do. Kasi at the end of the day, there's no foolproof formula to making a successful film. You can only increase your chances with this kind of casting, with a certain group of people as your staff. Pero there's no real formula na parang 1 plus 1 equals 2. Kung meron nun, napakayaman ko na. Pero wala eh. Walang pera sa pelikula. I think yun yung answer ko sa question ko. You have to find the balance between the four mm-hmm. aspects. So aside from the challenges you mentioned, like the financial and keeping the balance between the four aspects, let's look at the bigger picture and talk about how the industry is doing in today's context. One of the most prominent struggles the industry is facing now has to be the limitations caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. What are your thoughts on switching to digital means of streaming platforms and pay-per-views? Do you see this as a good alternative for cinemas? If there was one thing that the pandemic brought that was good, it was actually having a 14-hour working day. Pag 14 hours, kailangan mo na pumakap. Kasi before, before, when I was starting out, we were shooting like until 3pm the next day. As in, doubling lunch. As in, 10am, may darating na bagong artista. Na fresh, na fresh. Tapos ikaw, yesterday ka ba ng 6am? Ganun yung shooting hours before. Tapos the longest shoot I had was 16 days straight. Not hours, uh, days. Now, we don't pack up. We just transfer locations. Ibang time siya before. I'm so happy that you guys won't get to experience that na. After nung 16-day shoot ko, parang, ah, kaya pala ng katawang tao na hindi matulog for 16 days. Uh, ano? <laughs> Posible pala yun. So anyway, to the second part of your question, ang main kita pa rin ng pelikula, sine pa rin eh. You can't discount that. You can't ask, and you can ask any producer. It's always the cinemas pero ng number one source of income. Ang problem mo ngayon, nagbago yung business models ng mga production houses or ng mga studios kasi in-demand pa rin ng content. Kasi dumami yung mga nagpapalabas sa Pilipinas, hindi lang naman Netflix, may View, may WeTV. It's good for in the, in the, the industry in a sense that there's work for everyone. But the problem is, the budgets are way less. As in, two-thirds to three-fourths less yung bigay ng studios. And at the same time, yung cost of shooting nag-plus ng one-third. Kasi right now, kailangan mo ng bubble eh. So kailangan nakakotel lahat ng staff and crew mo. And aside from that, nakailangan nakakotel sila. You have to have testing every so often. Aside from the financial, another issue with using streaming platforms is piracy, right? Have you had any experience with your own contents being pirated? Yeah, yung fangirl na pirate. 
yung never not love you na pirate before. Mm-hmm. Lahat naman eh. How did that experience, particularly with your recent films, affect the future productions that you are a part of? Bumababa yung naging budget ng pelikula kasi they assume na, ganito kasi yan eh, when you make a film, halimbawa, Alison, ikaw yung director, tapos act, actress mo halimbawa itong si Bell, meron na agad kayong price tag sa head nyo na they can give us X amount of money in return. For listeners, nung may cinemas pa, for every ticket, halimbawa 300 pesos yung ticket, para lang madali sa math, dahil bobo ko sa math, one-third goes to tax. 100 pesos goes to tax, 100 pesos goes back to the theater owner, and 100 pesos goes back to the producer. So a typical star cinema film has about a 30 million peso budget. So sa 90 million, 1 peso ka palang kikita. Ganun din sa, sa ano, streaming. Kailangan mag-equate yung number of plays dun sa, num- dun sa kung magkano yung budget ng pelikula mo. Tapos depende pa yun kung may ads or wala. Yung art mo, nagiging number siya at the end of the day. Nagiging peso sign siya at the end of the day. There is an X amount of money na ito yung ina-equate niyan. Kaya itong budget lang ibibigay sa'yo ng producer. Kasi ito yung makukuha nila pabalik. At the end of the day, ang goal ng business, kuminta. So hindi sila susugal ng sobrang alam nilang matatalo sila. Calculated risks lahat. Since you've talked about how quite challenging it really is, the past year has been for directors and producers like yourself. How are the other members of the film industry affected by the COVID-19? Pandemic-wise, we lost a lot of good people na. Yun pa kasi yung sad eh, di ba? Livelihood to eh. So, kailangan mong lumabas at mag-shooting para mag-work. Pag lumabas ka at nag-shooting at nag-work, you expose yourself to the virus. Kahit gano'n pa katight yung bubble mo, minsan may nakakalusot. Wala, eh, deadly virus talaga siya eh. Wala ka namang choice. Pag nasa bahay ka naman, paano yung pambayad mo ng bills? Ang hirap, super, super hirap. As much as possible, we like to stay as safe as you can get on a set and follow the proper protocols. Indeed, these experiences that you've shared are really eye-opening because more often than not, we neglect the fact that there are a lot of workers behind the scenes of these great films that we usually watch. And we don't normally see and recognize these workers. And the pandemic has really been a huge drawback for them as well. But nonetheless, you as a man behind the scene yourself still choose to remain and continuously contribute in the industry. Can you share what mainly inspires you to continue creating films despite these setbacks? Aside from trabaho ko to, and no shooting, no food, personally, kami ni Tonet, we own a production house and we have people. So kapag walang projects na pumasok, wala din silang work. Kumbaga parang kadikit mo na sila eh, kakampi mo na sila eh. Pandemic man or wala, we're all in this together. Iniisip ko din yung mga staff namin, yung mga crew na palagi namin ka-work. Nandami mo din iniisip kapag producer ka eh. And I guess moving forward, to look at this pandemic in a more positive light, I guess, and see it also as an opportunity to grow, what have you learned as a filmmaker from all these setbacks caused by the pandemic? Pinakamalaki is kaya naman pala mag-shoot ng 14 hours. Bakit hindi natin ginagawa to ever since like other countries? Dati talaga, ay just ko Lord. Isipin mo call time mo 6am bukas. Matatapos ka 3pm the next day. Tapos right after that, may pre-prod ka ng 6pm. Tapos na next day shooting ka ulit. Or yung ginawa namin yung forever na day na 16 days straight. Hindi hours, sa days. It makes you think. 
kaya naman pala. Bakit hindi natin ginagawa dati pa? And also on that note, thankfully, as we slowly return to normalcy and local cinemas gradually reopen, how do you see these developments impacting the recovery of the industry? What do you think needs to be done for the industry to fully recover from the pandemic? Actually, hindi pa ako boto dito. I mean, happy ako. Ha. I take risks to see films in the cinemas kasi I love going to movies. As, I, as I've told you, ever since I was a kid. But delikado pa rin siya eh. And for the industry to fully recover, kailangan talaga siya biglang mag-100% capacity. Ako mismo, even as a filmmaker, ha, lalo na may Omicron, parang not the best idea right now. Yes, direct. And actually, even as cinemas reopen, moviegoers are still hesitant to experience films yeah. because it is an enclosed area. It really is crucial to find the balance between safety and the recovery of the industry. However, prior to the pandemic, globalization of foreign films was already making it harder to popularize local films. As we see the gains of our neighboring countries' film industry like South Korea's Parasite or India's Bollywood, how do you think that the Philippine film industry can adapt also to these changing times. When you compare it to Bollywood and South Korea, yung mga tao nila, citizens nila, are fans of the Bollywood or ng, I mean, di ba, BTS Korean fans sobrang hardcore, di ba? Kung baka sila mismo, they consume their own content. Tayo kasi, yung paying audience natin, meron tayong aminin mo, ay pag Pinoy film ba doon? Diba? May ganong connotation eh. We don't really support our own. And that's a fact. May nalilig ako dati na ano eh, na parang, ay pag Pinoy, i-ano mo na lang, i-DVD mo na lang yan. <laughs> parang, yeah. <laughs> Sana umabot tayo sa point na andun din yung support ng audience. Pero kaya nga siya, chicken and egg is, ano naman kasing content ang magagawa natin para matapatan yung content ng other countries. Never natin kayang gumawa ng Game of Thrones kasi walang producer na magbabudget ng ganun kalaki kasi hindi mo siya mababawi. Merong certain chicken and egg factor dyan. Ano ba, ano ba dapat ang mauna? Mahirap. Pero hopefully, sana soon, I mean, dumadami na din naman yung nanonood ng cinemas kumpara before. Even sa mga forums eh, pag check ka ng mga Facebook groups about films, they're all talking about foreign films. No one's really talking about Pinoy feature films. Bakit? Aside from calling on to the Filipino people to go support local, as a successful filmmaker with projects renowned internationally, is there any advice you can offer to your fellow filmmakers in elevating their game beyond our borders? Or is it really a question that should be addressed to them? I begin my class with what Direk Marilu said on her first day. Pagpasok ko sa class ni Direk Marilu, the first thing that she will write on the board is leave your ego at the door. And that is the best advice na mabibigay ko sa mga tao. Walang rumang ego mo dito sa industriya. Madami lang kupal sa industriya. Maiba ka naman. Sabi nga ni Direk Marilu, isa pa sa mga quotes niya, ang filmmaking is a jealous mistress and an abusive husband. Kasi parang mahal na mahal mo siya, seloso siya, tapos sinasakpan ka pa kung minsan-minsan. <laughs> Siyempre, at, at that time, I was still a student, di ba? Wala pa akong alam sa industriya. Wide-eyed ka pa eh on changing things, on making the next big film or whatever. And when you come into the industry, parang 10 years later, nasa gitna ka ng shoot, tapos parang 3 days ka ng gising, tapos parang, shit, bakit ko ginagawa to? Bakit di ko na lang ako nag-doktor? 
Sabi ng dad ko, mag-doktor ako eh. <laughs> Kahit na hindi mo na talaga masakyan yung ginagawa mo. Hini-hate mo na siya, pero ginagawa mo pa rin. Well, since you've shared advices for your fellow filmmakers, before we end, this question goes for all our student listeners. What advice can you give to aspiring Filipino filmmakers who wish to be part of the industry someday, especially since film is not a career always seen as a practical choice? It isn't a practical choice. Para kasi, di ba, para pag-atinista ka ang mga courses mo dapat, mga management, mga ME, di ba, uh, management owners, Diba? <laughs> Eco owners, diba? Para diretso ka kaagad, may work ka kaagad pag graduate mo. It's not a practical choice and it's a hard, hard industry to love. Pero kasi, if meron kang bulong na sinasabi sa'yo, kwento tayo, di mo ever maaalis yun eh, na you want to tell stories. And I think if one of those people ka na meron nun, sabihin sa'yo na magkwento ka, baka kailangan mong pakinggan. Especially now, with the job market being as competitive as ever, it really is common for us students to have a dilemma when it comes to choosing practicality ba or passion. And hearing these enlightening words on following your passion to tell stories is really quite enlightening and reassuring. Alison, sorry, I sing it yes, ako. Yung problem ko with, with, with the term passion is people, mm-hmm. I think, use it all the time without really knowing what it means. Passion means to suffer. Kaya nga, the passion of the Christ, diba? So, if you're not really willing to suffer for what you want to do, whether it be film, music, banking, or whatever, hindi ka passionate dun. That is an enlightening and you really have to think about it, right? When it comes to pursuing these passions, so-called passions. And I guess, Finally, to wrap things up, and let's end with this question. As one of the brightest torchbearers of the industry, what can we expect on what's next for the growing Philippine film industry? Alam mo, super daming magaling na mga kids ngayon. I mean, na-amaze ako. I'm currently teaching in Ateneo at CSB. I watch their films, and lately nag-judge din ako ng isang short film contest. Ang dami magagaling. The industry is bright. I mean, kung may pera lang ako, pa-fund ko silang lahat eh. Nakita mo yung brilliance ng mga tao. I can spot talent a mile away eh. Tapos yung talent nila, super parang itong taon to magaling. Sana galingan mo after kasi may future ka. At sinasabi ko sa kanila, honest ako sa mga students ko, magaling ka, tuloy mo yan. The future looks bright, honestly. Kaya super happy ako na I'm, I'm teaching now and I have seen Sundays. I'm just lucky to have the chance to be able to share what I know. Kasi sabi nga ni Derek Marie, nasaset kami niya eh, way, way back in 2002 or 2003. Tapos, we were shooting ng isang big scene, rally scene. Tapos, uh, during the lunch break, nag-gather niya yung students niya. Tapos sabi ni Derek Marie, there will come a time when you will be the ones who are in the position to share what you know about the industry, about making films. And then, when you're in that position na, someone will approach you, Uy, I'm a fan of your work. Pwede po bang matuto? And sabi ni Derek Matilu, when that day comes, be as generous as I have been to you. Kasi you will learn more from them than they will from you. So kaya kumuha ako ng mga apprentices. If you'll ask what is my greatest achievement as of now, is may mga nanggaling na sa aking mga apprentice. Sila Maiko David, Theo Lozada, sila Mar gumagawa ngayon. Si April, I'm so happy for her. She's producing now. Si Jet Roden, na cinematographer. I have trained filmmakers 
I have apprentices who are really good at what they do. At award-winning na yung iba sa kanila. And for me, as a mentor to them, sila yung greatest achievement ko sa industriya. Na naging part ako ng journey nila to being, becoming better filmmakers. And I think that's the goal eh. If you want an industry to be healthy, dapat sinishare mo yung knowledge mo to the next generation. Kasi kung nasa iyo lang, mabubulok lang yan eh. So kung ano man yung gusto mong gawin, Alison, galingan mo, tapos pag nasa time ka na mag-share, i-share mo doon sa next generation lahat. Para sila din, yung cumulative na knowledge mo, madadagdagan ng knowledge nila, tapos ipapasa nila doon sa next generation. Doon nagkakaroon ng healthy industry. Passing it forward. All right, there we have it. I'm sure our listeners are as excited as I am in seeing our own industry flourish with its future, as you mentioned, glistening brighter than ever. And on that note, we would like to thank you, Direct Dan, for taking time sure. to share your experiences and perspectives with us today. We commend mm-hmm. your continuous contribution to the growth of the Philippine film industry, and we look forward thank you. to seeing your future films back on the big screen. Thank, Thank you. you. Shout out sa directing class ko. Ha. Magaling yung batch mm. ko ngayon. Super proud ako sa kanila. That concludes today's episode of Fun Point, the guidance podcast arm where we sit down and talk with the experts on issues in and beyond Loyola. Special thanks to our executive producers Samantha Onglatko and Martin Ramos, as well as our producers Tatiana El Maligro, Andrea Micaela Yanes, Neil R. Reyes, and Beatriz C. Reyes. This episode was edited by Bel Gregorio. Our cover art is by Tiffany Koo, and our theme music is brought to you by Vivid Productions. This has been Alison Ko. Thank you for going on point with us. <laughs>